Hey Bears fans, welcome back to another season of Monsters of the Monday. I am joined with my co-hosts Tom Tanner, Nate Carter, and John Phelan. I'm Jeff Schroeder, and welcome to the show. Welcome back to Monsters of the Monday. Uh, we are in season two, episode one. We missed last week for a very worthy cause. Uh, Tom Tanner's family decided to change their name from Tanner to Tanip. They dropped the R completely. They got a cousin that can't do well with ours. So very brave of you guys. I, I admire you. It's, it's a worthy cause. So we're back this week. Uh, whole gang's here. We got Tom, the toolbox Tanip. Mm. Nate. Dog Carter and John the Phenom Phelan. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. Welcome. I, I'm surprised that you, you you brought the name in to this whole thing. I thought this was I thought this well, was a safe a, place. It's a family name. It's a family, family name. name. We, we respect family here. You dishonor me. <laughs> so as you all know, listening at home, this is the podcast where we uh, lifelong bear fans sit around and offer unique and homie takes, uh, often homie takes on our favorite collective sports team. We are gathered digitally all over North America, the best America, in my opinion. Um, broadcasting live from Chicago, Illinois, myself. Uh, Tom, where are you hailing from? Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. John, where are you, where are you phoning in from? So this season, I am in the 815 in Roscoe, Illinois. Roscoe, Illinois, and Nathan. I'm in Rockford. Rockford, you know. just a bit south of John. So, outside of Tom, uh, three in Illinois and one in one Florida man. That that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, um, I hail from the, the the northern Illinois in my in my roots, but yes. uh, someone's got to represent the Bears down here too. That's oh. right. That's absolutely right. I've got huge news, huge news when we get to a news flash section. Well, let's, uh, we're rolling right into a news flash section. So let's talk about the best news of week two. Uh, we'll start with you, Tom, because it sounds like you got something itching uh, under the crotch there. So <laughs> why don't you jump right in? All right. So looking at this week, Bears Bengals, uh, be, before my personal snippet, uh, Bears Bengals, the best news of week two for me was the reemergence and the reestablishment of Roquan Smith as quite possibly the best linebacker in the NFL. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's a huge snub for the Pro Bowl miss last year, but I was, I was so stoked to see Roquan get a sack, a pick six, tackles behind the line of scrimmage, leading the defense. It was beautiful. That's awesome. What else? Uh, and a personal note, uh, my wife and a good friend uh, co-conspirated to buy me uh, Bears-Bucks tickets for when the Bears are playing in Tampa in October. I'll be at the 50-yard line, first row, uh, on the visitor section behind the Bears. That's nice. awesome. Congratulations. That's yeah, awesome. baby. Yeah. Now, how, how do you roll into that stadium? Are you full Bears gear? No holds barred, or is it a little wild down there with the methamphetamines? You gotta kind of go <laughs> undercover. You know, the, the meth isn't what gets you down here. It's actually the heat 
Raymond James <laughs> is freaking it's a sauna. It's a it's a sauna. It's a, a, a sauna. The last time I was there, I literally watched someone pass out in the beer line. Uh, so I'm going in full regalia, but I'm going to be wearing shorts and maybe just one jersey. Nice. You should just, you should just paint your shirt. Yeah, like, why wear a shirt? shirt? Just wear paint. Just go shirtless. Just paint your body. With, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I see where you're your going. Nipples. Use your yeah. nipples as bare eyes. Yeah, I see where you're going, and that's a rookie mistake. Uh, Have you ever seen either a woman wearing a bunch of makeup start crying and then the makeup runs? That's me if I paint my body as a bear shirt. Because I don't make the point of making women cry. Yeah, there you go. I guarantee you, if you have runny makeup body, you will get on TV. Yeah. I'm not it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. John, what about you? What are your uh, best news takeaways of week two? Mine, and there was a lot, a lot of good stuff on defense, starting with Roquan. Mine was Jalen Johnson. He had oh, yeah. Game, yeah. Interception. Um, I don't think he got a ton of attention because he was just, he was everywhere breaking up passes. And I think by the end of the year, he's going to be in the discussion with some of the top players in the league. So as long as he can stay healthy, he's going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I debated yeah, I that being my that I debated that being my my good thing of the week. Great minds. <laughs> Nathan, what what do you got? For I us? was going to go with Roquan and Jalen, but I'm going to go with the run defense um, being pretty darn good. Actually, both weeks. So. Um, I think that's pretty neat that, you know, people aren't able to run. And because, like, the Bengals and the Rams have good run games and the Bears' run defense has pretty much kept those bottled up for the most part. So that's that's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I actually was, was going through I, – I read an article. I think it was from um, – I don't know, Windy City Gridiron or one of those one of those blogs that which by the way, I'm a huge fan of. If you guys don't listen to them, they're they're awesome. Um, but they were going through and talking about uh, how pace over the years has been kind of like a like I'm able to find good defensive line talent like everywhere. Uh, and not just, you know, with high draft picks. So it, it's like who was it this week? It was uh uh, Angelo Blackson never even heard of that guy before. Um, and you know, and he, he also had you know plays from Blau Nichols. I mean, I thought it was really fun. We didn't even have Eddie Goldman, and we're getting Mario Edwards back. So, I, I, yeah, I in theory, second in theory, yeah, in theory, the Bears front seven are gonna get better next week with the addition, yeah, of Goldman and uh, good old Mario Edwards. Because Mario Edwards can rush the passer, so that'd be nice. And then Jenny Trevathan's coming back in a couple weeks, so in theory, that part of the defense should be pretty good. You know. Absolutely. Right, let's not yeah. talk about Kindle Voldor. <laughs> oh, we'll get to Kindle. <laughs> uh, I agree with all of that. I think the defense, obviously, that was we, – we've all been looking for that for a long time. Um, but I, mine came from the offense, two things, one, uh, and I posted this on a bears site and 
got a little pushback from a couple of people. I want to make the disclaimer. I'm not saying anyone in modern football could hold the towel of the late Walter Payton. But with that said, I think the pound down the middle run, we've missed that for so long. It was nice to see Montgomery do that on, a, on more than a few snaps. And that wears out the defensive line, obviously, and gives you more more option uh, with your play calling, Matt Nagy. Um, but then the second thing, I like that Justin Fields didn't come out and just, you know, jump right in the spotlight and the rest is history. Because I do think that he still has to develop a little bit. I think that, you know, I, with that being said, he put some good balls up there. I mean, he put the balls on the money. But there's some weird, you know, rhythm things that he just needs to get down. And I think it was, yeah, it was good to see that, you know, there's a human element. Okay, it's deflated a little bit. We're just, we can try to win with the best personnel. He didn't throw any ball down the middle, which is uh, looking at, like, uh, trackers. Not a lot of rookie quarterbacks throw a lot of balls down the middle. I think that's just uh, not like the speed of the game, trying to learn and not wanting to make a mistake. Sure. But the it has been a pleasant surprise. Yeah. I would like them. To, I would like them to focus more on that. So could. i i used our I used our monsters of the Monday Twitter account to put a prediction out there that I was way off. I thought Montgomery would get 120 scrimmage yards. He ended up with like 78 or something, but. Still, I think that Montgomery, he, they, they, the defense had to respect his presence because he, he is making plays. He definitely looks fast, right? I was expecting those offseason reports that, oh, Montgomery, he's, he's a mile per hour faster. Yeah. I was like, okay, whatever, that's bullshit. But, like, he looks great. He looks there, there's great. There's a noticeable difference, an, an improvement from – last year beginning of the year to where he is now totally because he did get better over the course of remember his last i believe five or six games yep where he was putting up crazy numbers and that's just really carried over into this season so far yeah absolutely and you know the i mean there's issues there but the offensive line both week one and week two has enabled him to you know be able to make some of those plays so i don't know if they're drawing them up differently than last year but I'm not saying the offensive line is good or great. Think, definitely not great, but they are definitely better than the, expected. Yeah, I think it has to do with the middle of the line being pretty darn good. So, and if Jason Peters can stay healthy, I think he's ninety percent of what he was. You know, which is an upgrade, so, honestly. Yeah. So, that, that's definitely. a big if he can stay healthy. He hasn't been able to stay healthy for years. So. Yeah. Well, offensive line segues nicely into our next segment, which is what is the worst news of week two? Uh, Nate, let's start with you. Uh, I'm, real going quick, offensive, I'm going offensive play calling. Yes. Go ahead, Tom. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Good. I f- Finish, Nate. I think you got I more just, more to say there. I just don't think Matt Nagy knows how to call an offense and be a head coach. So Here we go. He needs to. He needs to freaking. He's. He needs to freaking think about letting Bill Lazor call plays because that's when the offense was at its best the last few years, and just worry about 
being a coach and worrying about getting Justin Fields in position and talking to him. And right now, you're breaking up a little bit, Nate. Right now, you know, it's just you got to adjust your offense for somebody to play straight sometimes, especially when they're a rookie just shoved into a game. You can't just yeah. necessarily expect him to all of that crap. Didn't Trubisky yeah. essentially say that, or did somebody tweet that? I think a uh, lot of people have insinuated it for a while. Yeah. So like, I, I will say, like, I definitely am not a fan of Matt Nagy being our play caller, and I'm not going to – you guys are not going to hear me defend him. I just think the one thing that – and this is not in a defense of him. This is just what I think is reality. Um, I think that when you look at the, you know, the play calling and playing to people's strengths in, in this game specifically, and I'm not talking about the history of Nagy, but this game specifically – the game plan was instilled as it was installed. The game plan was for Andy Dalton. And I know that there's like this perception that, you know, you can, you can, you can make halftime adjustments and totally change your game plan. And instead of shots, you know, taking shots out of shotgun, now all of a sudden we're lining up behind the, the center and, you know, doing, doing things differently for play action. The game plan is already there. You can't, I don't think you can just change that. I think this week, if fields is the starter, Hopefully there's better design for his talent, but this is Nagy and I'm not going to defend him. Well, that be- also it'd be nice if Allen Robinson would have, the, the game was totally different. If Allen yeah. Robinson can catch that, that dime he dropped. Yep. Totally. From Justin Fields. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel as point. tight. So. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. What, what are your, uh, what are your bad from week two? You know, the biggest one for me was Allen Robinson, and yeah. he's the best receiver we've had in a long time, and maybe will have if he's not around after this season mm-hmm. for a while. But man, you got to make that catch. I mean, that was a beautiful yeah. pass, right on the numbers, right through his hands. A top four player. wide receiver makes that catch. Yeah, definitely. The offense not being able to score touchdowns. And... What's that, Nate? The offense not being able to score touchdowns when you're inside the 10 yeah. off, off a turnover is a bit worrisome. Which, right. what's frustrating is, you know, you go so deep in the tight end position at some point, and they don't really they don't really use the tight ends in, in the red zone at all. Isn't that what Jimmy Graham's whole thing is? Uh, it'd be nice if Jimmy, if Jimmy Graham could have blocked a cornerback so Justin Fields could have ran that ball in for a touchdown. I, Graham, I think the overall usage Jimmy Graham, of Jimmy is one ty- of the worst mistakes we have. <laughs> I think we're kind of getting into uh, into uh, a later <laughs> segment here, but yes, um, Nate, y- y- the bigger problem is that the tight ends just weren't on the field, aren't, weren't targeted enough this week, and I think Nagy even owned up to that. Like Komet and and Graham, I mean, especially with you know, rookie quarterback, those should be your safety blankets. So, right. uh, I, I mean, that's a miss. Definitely. I just, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I'd rather have uh, good old Kyle Fuller. Over- so that's a illogical statement because the <laughs> one does not rely on the other. So let me get into my bat of the week real quick. Yeah, go for it. Um, it's it, I was gonna I was gonna talk about the 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 Nickelback position because 
Duke Shelley was horrible, but despite how bad Duke Shelley is, the bad for me for this week is accountability and uh, like penalties and accountability. The, this was a bounce back week for the defense. Obviously it was a huge bounce back week. They had something to prove. They proved it. But what I don't like to see is, you know, we talked about a lot of these penalties were really dumb. Um, and I don't see accountability for things like that. And I didn't see any accountability the week prior with uh, both the safeties basically costing us the game. There's no accountability. And that's something I really don't like out of this coaching staff. We also had a Matt Nagy tradition of having to take a timeout and then getting a penalty after the timeout. <laughs> yeah. <of> a... <laughs> Idiot. Come on. That doesn't happen like, when just you get watch the, other games. Get, get, with the, other coaches. get the play. Why can't we get it? Why can't we approach the line with 20 seconds, 25 seconds left? So, like, they can actually. So it takes three minutes to, to say the play. I mean, it's like that's half of what it takes to run Nagy's offense is just being able to spit it out. Well, yeah, that, but Nagy's that, offense is is the same as Andy Reid's, and Andy Reid's people get to the line in time to make play calls and adjustments. That's a good point. I mean, <laughs> again, I'm not defending Nagy in his play calling. I think it sucks. So, yeah, Bears had eight penalties know. for 70 total yards uh, in that game. Three for 35 in the game against the Rams before that. So, yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. I think that the taunting, they're taking the taunting seriously this season, which yeah. is that's kind of insane. Penalties. Yeah. Uh, that's I think, stupid. I think my worst for week two is still that secondary. I mean, just wide open guys that people, you know, not knowing where they're supposed to be. Not, I mean, they did get uh, – our guy Bojack got a strip, which is great. Tackles are great too. You know, no yards after catch is great too. Not letting him catch the ball is great too. Um, uh, yeah, I think the, we're just very vulnerable in that spot still. Vildor and uh, Duke Shelley, they, you know, they're they're a little on the they're a little on the raw side, for lack of a better term. Well, uh, Duke Shelley, yeah, I mean, that they could they could cut that guy right now. I actually, so far this year, I'm pleasantly per- surprised by Kendall Vildor, actually. I mean, the dude was – was he – wasn't he undrafted? Like an undrafted rookie free agent when we picked him up? Like, th- this dude's now starting for, the, you know, it, it, our team. And, and coming in with no pedigree like that and making it to the point that he's in, I mean, he's not great, but – I. I'm 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 impressed with what he's doing based on what he probably should be doing as an undrafted free agent. Yeah, we'll they, see. They say a lot about him is that he plays with a lot of confidence and he's not like intimidated by anything yeah. to go up against. So that's something you can appreciate that. Absolutely. Like that. Absolutely. And I mean, so I mean, again, I, I'm not saying he's he's making a Pro Bowl, but I'm just impressed right. based on what he is. We can, I can say right now the major hindrance to this Bears team is the play calling on offense. Yeah. Which is yeah. sad when you have a when you're supposed to have an offensive head coach. So yeah. who 
who knighted Nagy as this offensive wizard? Like, was he doing things for the Renegades or whatever the hell Arena Football League he team just, he played for? No, it's just that he's part of the the Andy Reid system, man. He was a Andy Reid offensive coordinator, and Andy Reid said, "This is of everyone I've ever, uh, you know, brought up. Of anyone who, any of my, uh, anyone that will be on my coaching tree, this guy will be the best." And he said that after Doug Peterson, <laughs> I mean, took the Eagles to the Super Bowl. Like, or no, maybe that was uh, I, I don't know was- some some other guy that he had just coached with went to a Super Bowl. So I mean, I think it was that. And that's what gave Nagy so much credit. That makes so, sense. Yeah. I don't know. But I haven't seen it on There's with a his play call. playoff game right before Nagy got hired as a head coach. That was against the Titans. Yeah, he was yeah. the offensive coordinator. and He didn't call enough run plays. Yeah, and there was a lot of questions for him after the game. Like, were you yeah. the one calling the plays? How much input did you have? And So he's yeah. supposed to be the guy to – come in and score points for the bears but it hasn't really worked out that way yeah i feel like every year every season so far with Nagy, it's been this minus that shining first couple seasons or season or whatever first half of the season with the offense. first half of the season i feel like everybody says the same thing he's a locker room guy he you know morale the guys love him the guys you know want to play hard for him whatever at least last year year before people were saying that but at what point are you just a cheerleader? If if you're just motiva- if you're just a motivational poster for people and you're not going over the, you know, fundamentals of the NFL. Yeah, I, th- that's the thing is I I still do believe Nagy is a good head coach. I think he is. Um, he's never lost the locker room. The players do seem to play for him. I mean, I think the problem with Nagy is just that he's, he's calling the plays. That's an offensive coordinator's job. It doesn't have to be the head coach's job. That's, that's the only issue I have with Nagy. And it's going to be his undoing. If you ask me, hopefully. Yeah. Um, if we're lucky. Yeah. If we're lucky. Well, if we're lucky, Brian Pace will be. Uh, let's talk about predictions for next week. In a way, the Browns. We were, we were stop. We'll stop trading away draft picks. To move up to get yes. people that are no, that are hurt or no longer on the team. <laughs> that would be, yeah, be Let's yeah. talk about next week predictions against the Browns. Um, Nate, well, here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for final score, and I'm looking for just a general how the game breaks down. Just a, one or two sentences about the game. I honestly think it'll be closer because of the Browns injuries, but I don't see how. Bears win this game the way their offense is currently played. If the defense can get a buttload of turnovers again, maybe. But judging by what we've what I've seen, I think 27-17. 27-17, so, wow. So, judging by what I've seen. Now, if the defense gets a turnover or two, of course, that's the game changer. But Judging by how Nagy calls and call and plays and how the offense can't get in the end zone, you know, I just I, it's, well. who's who's starting quarterback for this week? I don't know, but I think Fields is going to start this week. So if Fields starts and they try to shake up the defense, the offense a little bit, I think maybe. But 
I mean that de- that defensive line for the Browns is is awesome. So yeah, John, what are you? Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on Week Three? I'm going to disagree with the Nardog. I think this is a game the Bears can win. Um, the Browns they're going to be without obviously Odell Beckham still without Jarvis Landry. So I think they're going to rely on their run game a lot, which probably be more on the, the lower scoring side. I'm thinking something like 21 to 14 bears. I think, especially if Justin Fields does start. If John, if it's, if it's, if it's a low scoring game, I think the bears win just because, yeah. But if the Bears have to score touchdowns, I don't know if they can win currently, judging by what I've seen. Yeah, I don't think there's any, like, shootout-style game the Bears can, like, keep up with with another team. I just don't see them doing it. We don't score enough points. Tom, what are your thoughts? So, I've got – I thought about this, and there is a chance. There is a chance that the Bears could come in and – sneak out a win where they shouldn't uh you guys both talked about the browns they are beat up there's no jarvis landry i don't think there's an odell beckham um i think they just put a couple guys on ir last week one of them i believe was a starting offensive lineman baker is kind of beat up but he's gonna play um there's you know so i'm 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 looking at this and i'm thinking it's it they could sneak one away um, so while I'm listening to John's points and how everything, you know, I'm looking at my score and I'm like, I'm going to flip it, but I'm going to, I'm not gonna, I'm going to say it's going to be Browns 27, 20. I do think the bears are going to surprise them offensively. I mean, their, their secondary is beat up. We have for the past two weeks proven that we can run the ball fields, I'm I'm probably 78% sure Fields is the starter. If Fields come in as the starter and we've proven that we can run the ball, that's going to open up the play action, and that is going to give us a shot at beating up these their secondary. So I almost I almost did it, but I'm saying Browns 27, Bears 20. The Bears haven't proven to me that they can score more than 20 points yet, so I'm going to leave it there. Okay. Uh, I am going to, as always, uh, be overconfident in the Bears and hopeful <laughs> in in only a way a man can be whose father abandoned him at a very young age. Um, I still hope they're coming home and everything's going to be okay. I think the Bears are going to go into the 30s. I got a 35-20 Bears. Um, I think Baker Mayfield's going to have to carry a lot of that 20. And if the up-front guys can get to him, he, he's a little hobbled. He's a little injured. Who's their yeah. backup quarterback? Do you even know? I have no clue. He dislocated his, his non-throwing shoulder last week, so that's something he's going to have to deal with. Yeah. I, don't know how yeah. I mean, he's a baller. Yeah. It's hard yeah, not to root for Baker Mayfield. He's hilarious. Are you a fan of those commercials, Tom? Uh, it's not the commercials. It's just all the other <laughs> stuff. Like when he's on uh, – what was the talk show he was on? And he just totally uh, – the coward, when he took coward down on his own show. Like the dude's just got a, a, a personality that's easy to like. Definitely. Definitely. Um, let's go into 
what I think is going to be my personal favorite segment of this show. Um, this is called Nate's Gomer Rant. And here's the setup for this. Nate, you have two minutes to espouse and wax in a way that only you can do about your overall disgust with the Bears organization. After that, Tom's going to have a minute to rebuttal uh, and, and kind of counter. And then John and I are going to decide who and what is right uh, based on your rant. So, Nate, go ahead and get started. you got two minutes. Oh, wow. This, uh, this should be a delight. Is Nate in the podcast currently? There he is. He's back, Nate. Oh, Nate. here he is. Did, did you hear the rules for this, Nate? No. Okay, so you have two minutes uh, to just kind of go ham on the Bears in a way that only you can. Unload all of your pent-up aggressions and negativity towards the Bears. And then Tom's going to rebuttal for a minute. And John and I are going to decide uh, who's on the right side of, well, of what. I don't hate this team. I love this team. I'm saying that a lot. But Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are two of the dumbest dummies in the entire world. And this play, and they, everybody on this team is a bunch of boneheads. Although I can't be mad because they won and they can run the ball. Now, if they can just focus on what they're good at instead of trying to do stuff they suck at, maybe they'll win more than six games this year. That's all I have. Hmm. And I can't hear myself. So. Wow. There's... Wow. Wow. Nate, that just as, uh, always expected, uh, you're firing blanks here. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to come in here revved up with a laundry list of issues with, with the team. And, um, all you did was call the, GM and head coach dumb. I feel like you have more to say based on some stuff. Nate, Nate just had ice cream, so we're catching him at a oh. really at a really bad time. He's on a sugar high. Yeah, yeah. So he's next, week, next episode. We should have a segment where we just read Nate's text. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 You know what? Maybe maybe instead of giving Nate this opportunity, I think I think he couldn't perform under pressure. I think we put can, too much on him. Can anybody pull up uh, Sunday's thread and see if there's any gems right off the top there? Oh wow, that's. Uh, I mean, John, go ahead. There's got to be a few in here. I think uh, while you're looking that up, I will say at one point on Sunday, I had this revelation, if you will, and I had to kind of look within and ask myself, am I a hater? I got this. Have I become a hater at this point? Like the bears won. It wasn't pretty. And yet I'm still walking away feeling like this, you know, what, what more can I ask of this team than to win? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I just think you got to look at, progress like are you making progress can you can you make a case that you're on an upward trajectory from where you were recently you know I think to me that's what it's about and that's how I can still love the team and still love to because this is supposed to be fun right so yeah uh this is supposed to be a distraction this is supposed to be something that you know you can do and and get into and not have to think about you know you know, the next week of work or something or some 
some thing. Like this is just something to have fun with. So it it's easier to be it's it may it's easier to do that when you're looking on the bright side. True. Yeah, it is the opium of the masses, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. But and- then it's still like when I'm sure there's a million shows out there. Like someone is just seeing, always look on the bright side, keep smiling, keep smiling. And then they crack. And then all of a sudden they're just unloading on the team. I think that's where a lot of people are. Right. But it's funny because I, I, and I do this too. Every Sunday, that first bonehead play, it's just like there's 17 people on the thread just being like fucking bears. Here we go. Yeah. 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 Well, but then we just, as long as we're at least being balanced on the good plays. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Here's a couple, just a few from Nate on uh, Sunday. (laughs) One oh three p.m. Central time. Duke Shelley sucks. Um, (laughs) Two minutes later. I love how we kept Jimmy Graham and he hasn't played a down yet today. (laughs) Uh, Right after that penalty on Robert Quinn for bumping the quarterback out of bounds. Oh boy. What a a turd. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. It gets better and it gets worse. So we'll have a, we'll, We'll have some better ones for next week. Oh, yeah. Let's see here. I'm looking at a different point of the thread. Let's see. Frickin' move the pocket. Um, (laughs) What's next? Uh, Matt Nagy is an offensive idiot. Uh, And then then I see that there's a completion and everyone's like, yes! But then the next one can't tackle for shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's a roller coaster. It's a oh, roller coaster yeah. ride with these bears, but it's fun, and it's fun to recap with you guys. I think we lost Nate off of the off of the call. He said he's having some connectivity issues. We'll get that figured out for next week. But for this week, gentlemen, uh, thank you very much uh, for your time and your insight. And it's always a pleasure to talk Bears football with you guys, both in this format and on the Sundays of the games. And one of the Sundays we should uh, we should consider doing this podcast during uh, one of the halves of the game. Oh man. Live take show. Yeah. That'd be, uh, that's something to, to think about and, and maybe work towards, but until oh, yeah. next week, gentlemen, bear down, bear down. This next segment of the monsters of the Monday podcast is brought to you by new Belgium voodoo ranger IPA. Are you tired of drinking crappy watered down beers? Dumb. All those seltzers starting to taste the same? Stupid! Then reach for a Voodoo Ranger IPA from New Belgium. It's the juicy, refreshing, perfectly bitter American IPA. And it's the official beer of weeks two and three of the Monsters of the Monday podcast. Always drink responsibly, and if it isn't a Voodoo Ranger, you're an idiot!